I think I've just been very lucky, Andrew. I mean, I, I just go where work takes me. And also, as long as I'm enjoying the role and I'm, as long as I'm enjoying the people I'm working with. Hello and welcome to In The Frame. Today's guest is Joanna Ample, who is currently starring as Bloody Mary in South Pacific. Joanna played the role when the show ran at Chichester Festival Theatre last year, and it's now back for a run at Sadler's Wells before going off on tour all over the UK and Ireland. Joanna has had the most insane career and has been in so many shows and is out here ticking off dream role after dream role. She made her West End debut as Kim in Miss Saigon at the Theatre Royal Drury Lane and went on to play the role in the original Australian production, original UK and Ireland tour and 10th anniversary performance back in the West End. Joanna's other West End credits include playing Mary in Jesus Christ Superstar, Eponine and Fontaine in Les Mis. She played Christmas Eve in Avenue Q and Sheila in Hair. Some of Joanna's other credits include playing Grizabella in Cats all over the world and she has played so many other roles internationally including Mimi in Rent, Francesca in the international premiere of The Bridges on Madison County in Manila, she was Maria in West Side Story, Maria in The Sound of Music and most recently she starred as Jenna in the international premiere of Waitress in Manila. Joanna had a touch point with South Pacific previously when she starred as Nelly in a concert production that was done in Manila. Like I said, the show's now preparing to come to Sadler's Wells before going off all over the UK and it's a big old production. Daniel Evans, the director, has done some big things with the show so I was so excited to speak to Joanna all about that, all about taking on this complicated role and, of course, talking about some of the incredible roles that she has played throughout her career. Here's the interview. Joanna Ampel, you're in the frame. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I am. <laughs> My first time, I think. This is your first time. We did a lovely interview years ago, I remember, when you were doing a tour, I think it was called West End Women. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, that was, my gosh, that was quite some time ago. It was a long time ago. You were probably somewhere around them. 2016, yeah. Yeah. I think it was just on the phone somewhere. So right now I can see you. We can vibe off each other. This is going to be next level. (laughs) (laughs) Um. For people at home, paint the picture. Where are you right now? I am at the rehearsal uh, venue, which is the American International Church on Tottenham Court Road. (laughs) And are you in a glamorous kind of side room? (laughs) Yeah, this is the choir room. Uh, I I believe that they held the auditions for South Pacific here. Right. Yeah. And... I want to rewind. I want to. I, I saw South Pacific at Chichester. I loved it. Oh, I'm cool! So excited that you're back doing it, and that the show has future life because I know a everybody. A lot of us are back. A yeah, lot of us are back. Half half the cast and most of the principals. So yeah, we're excited to to be doing this again. But can I, if we rewind before this production came up? I know you did a kind of a concert of it, didn't you? Somewhere internationally before when. Yes, actually, I was Nelly there. 
It was uh, in 2015 in Manila at was, Resorts World Manila. So was that the first time the show came into your radar? Were you a South Pacific yeah. super no, fan? That- what, was your, what was your sitch? I mean, I did know about the songs, like Some Enchanted Evening, Wash That Man Right Out of Me. I, I, I might have seen clips of, of the actual film. Um, and I didn't get into it until I had to immerse myself in the in the show uh, when we were about to stage it in Manila. So, yeah, that was my first proper encounter with the show. Did you live your best Nelly life? Well, yeah, we got a good review, so thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was just reading on Instagram. I was scrolling back, having a little stalk, and I saw the post you wrote just when you're about to open or maybe about to go back to being full capacity audiences and you did a post with pictures of you and Daniel Evans the director oh yeah yeah and you wrote really honestly about how you almost had hesitations when this popped up and playing Bloody Mary popped up because I think a lot of people listening to this the hardcore theatrical fans will know the history of this show and the issues with it and the issues within the representation that was seen etc and particularly with the Bloody Mary character and how it's been portrayed. So can you walk us through that? When you heard of the opportunity of coming back to the UK, coming to Chichester to do this, to play Bloody Mary, what was the thought process and what happened? So um, Charlotte Sutton got in touch with my agent, first of all. Uh, She's the casting director of the show. And um, they asked me if I'd be interested in, in, in... auditioning for it so I said well yeah of course I will audition for it um if I get it then we'll think about it so uh the second person I auditioned to was Daniel I I sent a video of of myself doing the songs and the um the script so uh Daniel Evans did a zoom in uh audition with me and he liked what I did and he was reassuring me that this is a very uh, completely different from what I've seen in the past, how Bloody Mary was presented. Um, so I just took his word for that. Uh, I was very overwhelmed at first because I, at first I said, I'm not funny. <laughs> so I don't know how I'm going to do, do this because of course she was presented as this comical character uh, in the past. So that overwhelmed me and also the weight of the responsibility of playing this particular role was upon me. So I was like, yeah, I, I got to think about this. But Daniel was there. He convinced me and he was by my side. He he was true to his word and um, he held my hand through it. So yeah, and now we're here and we're doing our our run in the West End and um, the tour uh, around the, the UK. So Incredible. Yeah. I mean, your, your performance was, well is incredible i cannot wait to see it again what was it so what was it like getting you know down to the the grittiness with daniel and rehearsals was it i mean because often i guess when you're approaching a show that's been done before there's an expectation so it's really incredible to be working with somebody in a way where you're able to recreate things and you spoke about recreating backstories and the characters past and you don't always get to do that on a revival yep every single detail um, we had backstories. Uh, we didn't leave any stones unturned, basically. Um, the thing is, with, with, with Daniel, apart from me being an admirer of his work and of um, him being an actor, 
I mean, I just learned so much from him just through the rehearsal process. Uh, I learned not just about the character, but a lot of different ways on how to approach um, a particular character, not just Bloody Mary. I can definitely use whatever I've learned from Daniel, you know, and apply it to another role that I'm probably going to create next time. So... I'm constantly learning with Daniel and with Anne Yi being there. They're just a fantastic team um, who's putting this, this show up together. Uh, so yeah, it's a, uh, it was a tough process. I mean, the first time we did it, it took six weeks for us to put up the show. This, this time we only have three weeks. So, um, but this time it's kind of like layering things up now, you know, although we do have new people in the cast and, and, we haven't compromised. We are still doing a lot of backstories. We're still doing a lot of improvisations. So we just have to make sure that it's not going to look like rent a crowd during the production, um, the big production numbers. You know, every person you watch and there is a story going on behind their back of their mm. head. So it, it's, it's really, it's a fantastic process, you know, having, having to work with Daniel and, 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 you know, we're really learning a lot. Mm. So, uh, I'm I'm very lucky that that I'm here and and um, collaborating with them. Mm. Oh, it's so special. Could you feel when you were performing it in Chichester the reaction? Could you feel that people were loving it? Did you feel like your part was something special? I know you started with social distance audiences, and then it was that crazy time where suddenly you got through your first performance at a hundred <laughs> capacity, and it must have just felt unreal to be in that situation. <laughs> It was just such a special time in Chichester because we really bonded and we were in such a bubble because of COVID as well. Um, And I think the fact that we were in Chichester, we were all so excited to be performing on that very prestigious stage. And, And yes, because we were about probably the only one at that time that was running that never had to close because of COVID. Wow. Yeah, it was so carefully thought of um we were we were just so we were just asked to be so good basically with with all the tests and um sending all the uh well those antigen tests uh, yes yeah 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 so yeah everything was very very strict and um we just followed all the protocols and we knew we had something very special that we cannot risk getting sick or mm-hmm. you know jeopardizing the show basically mm-hmm. so i love chichester with all my heart it's stunning but what's funny is it is quite a quiet place in the mm-hmm. evenings right everything shuts i remember getting there once and trying to <laughs> buy some dinner somewhere and i couldn't like nowhere even starbucks they said sorry we'll turn off the tasting machine now I was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> my so at least it's maybe quite a good place to kind of isolate and hide away from the yeah. world and covid <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, the thing is, I we were so tired doing the show that I just go home. And my husband was was with me at that time in Chichester, so I always had food when I get home in in the evening. So I didn't have to go out. That's the way to do it. Living the life. Take your husband (laughs) with you. (laughs) Can he come on tour with you? Do the same. Uh, He's probably not going to tour with me because he's going to be working, but um, he's going to be in London, which is going to be fantastic. Amazing. Amazing. Why? I mean, I think audiences love the show for so many reasons. It has an amazing score, but then I think there's lots to the story. People get way more invested and way more swept away than they realise. What What are some of your favourite things about South Pacific as a piece of theatre? What? Why well, do you love it? 
it tackles so many issues and themes, uh, race, gender, um, age even. Uh, and also this particular production is so transformative and it's been redefined and reimagined. And this is why I love South Pacific, this particular production. Uh, we were given the opportunity to be given more of a voice, uh, myself and Liat especially. Uh, Liat through her dance um, and myself, I, I can tell the story much more. She has an arc um, and she's been she's been redefined. So we are showing the more of the human side of, of Bloody Mary in this production, which I, I love also. We basically were showing her constructed side and her deconstructed side. Mm. So uh, two sides of Bloody Mary. Mm. One is where she's all dressed up, she's made up and everything, which is part of her tactic as a very successful businesswoman. And the other one is where she takes off all of the paraphernalia, all the makeup, and just becomes human and just becomes myself, basically. Mm. And just shows that human side. Even happy talk has been, uh, it's been rearranged just so it will fit the mood of, of the, the scene. You know, it's not like happy talk. You know, it used to be very, very sugar-coated mm. um, for that audience in the past. Whereas it's not as acceptable now to have something like that. So we have rearranged it, you know, so there, there's a little bit of darkness to, um, to the sound of, of, of the, the song. Mm. Oh my gosh. You're getting me so excited to come <laughs> back and see it in London. I can't wait. Um, yeah. I of course have to ask you some questions about some of the shows you've done and some of the things you've done in your career. Mm. You're someone I've seen in various things, but one thing that I'm absolutely obsessed with (laughs) and we have you did um one of my favorite shows I think it was like the international premiere um and it's a show that I saw on Broadway by Jason Robert Brown the bridges of Madison County you did Francesca in Manila yeah um and I just I'm so jealous of those audiences because I just watched now to get me in the mood I watched one of the videos of you singing one of the songs on YouTube (laughs) And it, that score is so stunning. It Can you really tell is. me about taking on that role and doing that show? I, I fell in love with Francesca. Um, not just with the show, but that's where I met my husband. He, he did the set design. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So that was a very, very special time in my life. Uh, my gosh, it was so... She was just such a colorful character. I mean, I mean you redefine love just by playing that character. You know, it's just love of all sorts, basically. You forgive and that there's love in there. You love someone else and there's love in there. You, you try not to be with that person, but there is love in there. You know, there's so many, it's just a huge spectrum of love. Yeah. So that show really embraced me with so much love. I, I can't explain it. It's just talking about it gives me goosebumps. And the songs captured, really captured the, the essence of the show. So, yeah, that what was I'm, really... What I'm always shouting about as well is how we need more new musical theatre for soprano voices. And what I think Jason did with that score is he used a soprano voice, but in a 
different way, using different different musical influences. So, you know, you have the most, I mean, you can do everything. You can belt, you can do whatever people need you to do. You're incredible. You're outrageous. Everyone must hate you in auditions when they see you there. But I mean, the fact that you were able to use the side of your voice and use it a different way must have felt so exciting. It was, yes. Um, and I do love singing in soprano as well. I did a West Side Story, which where I use soprano. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just being an actor also, you like to explore uh, different genres in music, in, you know, in whatever, in film or whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it just kind of, kind of um, breaks the monotony of mm. doing the same thing all the time. Mm. So yeah. When you, when you started singing, what was your voice like originally? Was it, were you kind of, did belting or soprano come first? Did, do you remember how you kind of discovered your voice originally? Does that make sense? I, I started singing at six and I remember um, learning, first of all, pop music because that's such a big thing. And in, in, uh, pop music in the Philippines is huge. So I, I started off with pop. And, and then I came to England and I saw lots of different teachers. And then you just realized that, oh, my, my voice sits higher than usual. So yeah, I can, I can enhance my soprano as well. So yeah, and this time I'm definitely not doing a soprano voice in It Has Bloody Mary. So I'm, I'm using that more neutral, neutral sound. Um, they had to raise the, the key a little bit for me, um, but it still sits a little low. So I needed my, my, my singing teacher's help with, with regards to that. Oh, that's interesting. That's amazing. We need to take it up. <laughs> Normally people are doing the just opposite. A sem- just a semitone. Just a semitone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, make it higher. <laughs> Do you... Well, it's just the same as making it lower. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love that. And then what, like, you know, over the years, what are you like with your voice? Are you someone who... Is super protective? Are you super chill? Like, what mode do you go in when you're doing a show? I suppose as I get older, as I got older, I, I'm more careful because I cannot do certain things that I used to be able to do when I was younger. Like, I used to just go on stage without any warm-up in the past, whereas now I have to really warm my voice up because it's not going to come out like that. But, yeah, I mean, you tend to abuse your voice when you're younger. I mean, I did and took it for granted. And then there was a time when I completely lost it and I couldn't sing for three months. <gasps> I was three like months. for three months and have a voice rest. And this is due to me getting a, um, a steroid shot just so I could do the show. I what remember show was this? This, this was Pats. This oh, was Pats. In, in Pats in 2016 because I had friends coming um, especially spe- to, to Basel, Switzerland to watch me. So I couldn't go off. Um, and I was very ill, so I had a steroid shot, which is, this is a lesson for everyone, never, ever take steroids because it really masks um, what you're actually feeling. So I just went for it, didn't realize I was already damaging my voice, and I could not sing for the next three months after that. So after that experience, I was like, yep, never again abuse. <laughs> what happened, though? Was it, did it just come back, or did you have to go to well, see I, people? I, I, yeah, I saw, I saw doctors um, and I was asked not to use my voice speaking and singing. So it was total voice rest for, for three months. I couldn't do certain shows that were, I was booked to do during those months. Um, so it was, it was really, really painful because I was not sure when it was going to come back. And thankfully, it came back, you know, very, very um, slight. 
but I was very careful with it. And um, I wasn't sure whether I was ever going to get my voice back. And then I just had to do lessons with my singing teacher who helped me, you know, build my stamina up again. So, um, so yeah, it's, I hope it's, it's back, but um, I'll it's never, back. Take, it, it's I'll never back. take it for granted again. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what were you like when you were playing Kim and doing the Saigon? Because vocally, not only are you singing and belting, but you're also screaming and going through extreme emotion. And, you know, that was so early for you in your career. You really had to find out how to navigate that or was it easy because she was just young <laughs> I yeah apart from that um I had some amazing teachers that I saw I had Mary Hammond I had Claire Moore teaching me um those were my teacher during my earlier years and I also saw a vocal coach so all the screaming stuff are all placed so um never do it without without guidance, I suppose, mm. you know, um, mm. you always have to have guidance because you never know when you're, whether you're damaging it already. So I just had to be very, very extra careful. Mm-hmm. If you want longevity, <laughs> then you, you got to look after yourself and invest on, on teachers, really yeah. good teachers. On the subject of longevity, you're someone who is always out here doing the most, who is always, you know, jumping from incredible job to incredible job and Thank all you. over the world. Mm. You're taking off amazing roles, but also amazing countries and territories. You know, you get to go and do things. Australia, in London, on tour, internationally. You go back to Manila. Um, that, I mean, it's incredible, but it must be kind of hard as well. What are you, what are you like in that mindset? Are you like, right, yeah, I finished this job. Get me back to do a show in Manila, <laughs> right? I want to go to Australia. Or is it just, you know, I guess you have to go where the work is, but... That's easier said than done, I think. I think I've just been very lucky, Andrew. I mean, I I just go where work takes me. And also, as long as I'm enjoying the role and I'm, as long as I'm enjoying the people I'm working with, I think um, the key is, the thing is, I love traveling. So I think that is the one thing that you must love if, if you have to go all over the world, you know, and travel all over the world. So, and I married someone who is also a traveler. So we love traveling anyway. And I find that it's a bonus that I'm getting paid for it. <laughs> so, so I would do that anyway, whether or not I'm in a job. So I do like to travel. So doing all these shows is, and, and something that I love to do is, is really such a blessing for me. And is it special when you get to go back to Manila and, and do shows in Manila? It must be really special. And I did, I did one of these with them last longer recently as well. And she's talking about the jobs that she's done there and how it's really important for her to go back and feel that reception there. She... Hi, I'm Marcus Mazel, host of Past Present Feature filmmaker appreciation podcast showcasing new festival releases and the past films that inspired them as a filmmaker myself i started this podcast with the intention of building community while talking shop and to show love to past cinema that sparked a new wave of filmmakers to create the films of the future please like and subscribe to this podcast and follow us on social media at past present feature thank you for listening let's roll it Yeah, I mean, the first time I performed in the Philippines was not until 2008. I mean, that's pretty late because I started in 1993. So that was like way after. Um, it was nerve wracking because I wasn't sure what the reception was going to be like. What was it? But, what was the show in 2008? Oh, it was uh, West Side Story. Right. 
Yeah, so it was incredible. I, I finally felt the love of my fellow men, which, is, which was quite special. And also my family was there at that time, um, my relatives who managed to see the show. So that was, that was pretty special. Mm. And also, like, I guess it opens up other roles that wouldn't be available otherwise because they're not happening anywhere else, like Bridges, Madison yes. County, closed on Broadway. Taught. So you got to do it. And then you got to go do more recently Jenna and Waitress yes. as well. Like, oh, true. I can't yeah. talk to me about Waitress. Is that the best thing ever? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, the score of that show is amazing. I mean, it was such a joy just doing that. It, it really didn't feel like work. It, it was incredible. And I just love the movie. Jenna was, is this, this type of character who's never off stage. She was always on stage. So it was like busy, busy, busy. And doing a little bit of choreography, doing a little bit of, of um, different, different um, movements in your body. You know, like there's like a bit of sex scene there. It's just so much fun. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was But the audience is loving it. They loved it, yeah. I mean, they love Sarah Bareilles. They're huge fans of Sarah Bareilles. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's, yeah, it's the most, like, stunning score. And I would say, you know how everybody always sings, She Used to Be Mine, and, you know, it's incredible. When you're seeing the show, you you just forget about it. There's so much going on, there's so much music, and then Mm. that moment when she's sat on that sofa, you know, that moment happens, and then you hear those chords, (gasps) my heart always just stops, it gets That's right such a role isn't it I mean you you get to sing all these fast songs and um bad idea and then you get you get um used to be mine which is yeah pretty incredible Mm. so yeah good exercise for the voice yeah (laughs) (laughs) tell me about coming back to London and being in London because you must have such special memories here and then there'll be so many people that'll be so excited to be able to see you back on a London stage oh I hope so London is London is home this this country, this city has embraced me. Every time I come here, it's just always so special, always so magical. I just, um, yeah, I just want to put down my put down roots here. Mm. Uh, you know, at some point. Do you remember what it was like when you came to London for the first time? Do you remember seeing it through those eyes with everything? Yeah, that was you... my very first time abroad. I was with my mom because I was uh, a minor. Um, so it was just so surreal, uh, seeing people with different hair colors, different eye color. It was, it was just so bizarre. And, um, I was just loving it, loving every minute. Mm. I think I, I, I loved it too much. And it was just so hard to psych yourself down to, to do the role of Kim, you know, in the evening. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I guess there's so much people don't appreciate that you had to comprehend all of those things as well as tackling this role. Yeah, I'm lucky because I have some, I've worked with some amazing directors and choreographers and um, resident directors in in the past. So I've been lucky in that sense because I learned every, I never went to drama school. I just learned everything that I know from private tuition, from the directors that I worked with and the collaborators, you know, so I've been lucky in that way, I guess. That's that's uh, such an invaluable experience. I love that. And I love talking to people. You know, I think a lot of people think there's a route to get into this industry as in you go to drama school, you get an agent, you land a job. And through doing these conversations, I think I've learned that a lot of people have completely different experiences yeah. and completely different paths. And it's not just one 
size fits all, is it? It's not mm-hmm. just one route for everybody. Did Correct. you ever feel that? Did you ever? Did you ever get experiences like I don't know after Miss Saigon say when people were like, "Oh, she's not trained," kind of like snobby or kind of? Oh, never, you... never. I never felt that. I mean, I don't know what they say behind my back, but I never. I they never said it to my face. Um, no, I've I've always. I've been I've had more positive um, experiences here in London than negative I mean of course you will you will always have rejections you'll always have something bad happen to you but the positive outweighs the negative much more mm. well I guess you 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 came over and you established yourself in like the biggest way imaginable <laughs> yeah I guess I guess yeah I got lucky <laughs> thank you well, thank, <laughs> not lucky you said you said lucky a couple of times you it's like it's talent like that does you're letting the talent do the talking you're showing people I think I think you gotta hone that too um you know if if you feel like yes I can do this particular thing I can do this I have a talent in so and so and such and such then you gotta hone that as well you know mm-hmm. uh so it, it takes it takes a lot of hard work with mm. with with many things with a lot of things yeah, so yeah, yeah. So kind of to wrap it up, I know you're obviously you're booked and you're busy with <laughs> South Pacific now for the most, well, almost the rest of the year. But, you know, what are the other things that, what, what gets you excited right now? What are the things that make you excited? Because I feel like for you, there's so many opportunities, there's so many different directions you can go in. It's so cool. So many different styles of music, so many different locations, you know, concerts, shows, everything and anything. What kind of, gets your heart beating that extra bit faster right now? I think it's collaborating with geniuses like Daniel Evans. Mm. That, that is because I feel like my acting will only be as good as the director I'm working with. <laughs> you know, I, I really believe that. And um, he's brought out something special in me. I never thought I could play this role until I worked with Daniel and, and, and me. And um, they've just redefined and they've, transformed the role in such a special way so I'm really proud of our production and um, I guess that's that's what gets me through it Um, and wanting to do this to be in this industry much more it's the people that I work with most most especially and also I mean I I just feel like yeah I've done all the roles that I wanted to do and every role now that comes along is a bonus so it's you know, it's it's never like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, and hungry, hungry, hungry. It's like, yeah, just let it come, let it come, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm grateful for that. That sounds like such a healthy mindset, because I feel like maybe half the battle in, in this industry can be the really oh, wanting something, not getting it, am I good enough? But if you are able to be like, okay, this is a bonus, let's see what happens. Actually, you almost go into the audition room a little bit more powerful, or a little bit healthier almost. Yeah, because then you're not desperate. Mm. Because it's like, yeah, if, if this is for me, it's for me. It's meant it's meant to be for me. Yeah. And then tell me about on being on the road. Are you you said you love traveling? Are you do you travel light? Do you have it down and nailed? Or will there be five suitcases? When I when I when I, when there is a big tour, yes, I don't you're right, I don't travel light. <laughs> but I I do prefer to travel light, but it's just that I so many creams and so many oils that I, <laughs> that I have to bring with me. <laughs> the lotions and potions. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, I do, I do, uh, I love, I love my travels. It, it's just such a shame that I have to carry so much with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, everybody needs to go and check out South Pacific. Obviously, you're in London at South as well, so you're off yeah. all over the UK. Um, I'm so excited for audiences to see you in this role. Because... Oh my gosh, they, they have to see this really transformative um redefined and reimagined show it mm. is so different from how it was presented in the past but still has the essence of all and and it still has all the songs of course from from um from before we have happy talk which is rearranged we've got a new prologue so that they're going to hear which is so stunning yeah. by theo jameson and um so yeah it's it's the perfected version <laughs> And honestly, I, you, know, you can't say it, but you are incredible. There are people are in for a treat. The whole cast, Gina Beck, everybody, Rob yes. Pouchin. It's a killer, killer cast. Yes. Yeah, Julian. It's an amazing, amazing bunch of people. Yeah. It's, um, you got to level up to those names. Yes. Yeah. Well, incredible. We're lucky. we're lucky that we get those names on tour. That doesn't always happen. This is, this <laughs> audiences are in for a, you know, an incredible night at the theatre. Listen, oh, yeah. I hope it all goes well. Thank you Thank so much for taking some you. time out of rehearsals to talk to me. Not at all. Not and at I'm, all. I'm sending you all my love through this computer screen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joanna. Take care. Bye. You can see Joanna in South Pacific. The show is running at Sadler's Wells from the 27th of July through to the 28th of August. It's then launching its UK and Ireland tour on the 13th of September before running all the way through to November this year. Thank you so much to Joanna for taking time out of her day of rehearsals to record this episode of In The Frame. It was such a pleasure to speak to her. If you're enjoying this season of the podcast, you know the drill. Hit subscribe, hit follow, and if you're feeling super nice, you can even leave us an Apple Podcast or Spotify rating as well as an Apple Podcast review. We love hearing from you, so follow West End Frame on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Check out our other podcast, The West End Frame Show, for your weekly stagey catch-up. And I'll be back next week with a guest who recently had a chip on his shoulder. But until then, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>